This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. All right, welcome along. This is uh, Shrimp Net number 12, I think. Is it 12? Well, whatever. 10, 11, 12. It's just numbers. Uh, here we are. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I've had some lovely feedback uh, in the last couple of weeks from lots of people saying they really enjoy it on their trip to work. Also, thank you for all the nice things that you're saying about us. Um, and thank you for listening. Um, we've got a li- something a little bit different this week, and, and this is... Uh, something that I think is worth it's worth talking about. Um, we're going to talk at length about the Ipswich game and sort of take stock of the season so far. And uh, if you want to call it a, a a rallying call or a clarion call to the fans and uh, and and the team to sort of like get behind each other, etc., I'm happy to do that because I think um, at the moment we need all the help we can get. We've got so many injuries and players out for different things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the one thing that came through. Uh, over the Ipswich game was was um, we gave it a real good go against the side who were probably um, well reportedly we got one of our ex players who's on quite a lot of money. <laughs> I'm saying no more. So it was uh, although it was a disappointing result, it was a great performance on Saturday. So as usual, we have uh, the lovely Joel from the Service Trust, but joining us this week um, with a framed shirt behind him, looking very suave as always. It's uh, our friendly boardroom guru, it's uh, James Wakefield. Welcome along, James. Hi, David. I hate you. <laughs> and uh, we also have, uh, for the second time this season, he's drawn the short straw. Uh, but if you listen to the first podcast, you'll know that um, he's quite entertaining and he's quite a good talker because he's got, he's got quite a lot of ideas. Welcome along, Connor Ripley. Well done on that <laughs> penalty, mate. Cheers, <laughs> David. So, um, where do we start? Well, obviously... Uh, we'll chat a little bit about the Ipswich game. Uh, fantastic crowd, uh, Ipswich fans, lovely as always, but ultimately not the result we wanted uh, there, Joel. No, no, in the end it wasn't, but <clears throat> I think there's a lot to take from that performance. I think I remember sitting, uh, I think I was in the Hurley Fly before the game, uh, looking at the team news coming through. I knew, Obviously, I already knew there were going to be loads of players out, and then that comes up. Jensen Weir's not in the squad as well, and you think, "Oh my God, this is going to get this is going to get any worse." But the performance was fantastic. I think uh, I'm sure we'll speak about some of the decisions in late as we go on. But in terms of like performance, you know, most of the things that we we control the way that we kind of in terms of the team's own performance, it, it was fantastic. I thought Ipswich weren't really allowed to have the ball much in in dangerous areas. We kind of kept them pinned in their half a lot of the time and uh, that that was really impressive to see against a, a side who are so good at moving the ball around like Ipswich I think compare that to when we faced them last season obviously it was Derek's first game back so I think obviously trying to work out a few things trying to work out a few players but at this point but now to, to see us kind of really yeah shackle Ipswich because they didn't they really didn't create a great deal from open play and even you know even one of their goals is from a corner as well so that was really pleasing to see. There's a, there's a 
there's a site called Who's Call that does a nice little graphic of uh, kind of it's like a territory graphic, and it shows how much time the ball spends in each third of the pitch. And it was pretty even on Saturday, which is generally quite a decent thing to see if you're kind of not having the ball as much. It kind of showed that we did keep Ipswich back in their half for a majority of the time, which is really good to see. And then, yeah, some of the decisions, they they haven't gone there. Not just gone, it's not just that they haven't gone the right the way we wanted them, but they were just incorrect, you know. And uh, it's frustrating to kind of be un, undone by that. But at the same time, you know, we we ran Ipswich really close. They got a bit of luck to get over the line. I've seen on Twitter and social media, a lot of their fans are, are saying how impressed they were with us, how they thought, you know, we were kind of up there with other, in terms of teams that have given them trouble this season, we were up there with the kind of your Plymouth. So, that's a, a real testament to you know to Connor and the team and how well they played because it, it was such a good performance and it was a shame to kind of come away with it with nothing at the same time. Not every team we play in the league is going to be as good as it as it switch and if we can keep that level of performance up, hopefully as well when a few more uh, a few more players come back from injury and suspension, then it does bode well for the next few weeks. And James, um, like I've touched on before, great crowd. Ipswich fans, uh, we welcome them with open arms because they're always well behaved. Uh, and as Joel's already touched on, they were quite, you know, some of them were a bit bitter and uh, <laughs> about one or two of the decisions saying, oh, you know, Morecambe thought they should have got something from the game. But we hit the post three times, which is, well, strictly true. It is, although uh, Donald Love was responsible for one of it, hit him in the bow, wasn't he? But, um, but looking at it, 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 you know, it's very nice when they say nice things like that, but it doesn't give you any points. And that's what we need, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it would have been lovely to get a result. Um, I think, I think it was it was a weird one. You come away from watching the game like that, um, and you you you're almost pleased because of the manner of the of the performance and what could have been. And you're obviously disappointed about the lack of points. But to play like that against what is arguably the best best squad in this league, and certainly one of the one of their most heavily invested squads in this league, um, they've got two ex more more players and they're paying them both an absolute fortune. Um, and ultimately. Whilst I don't genuinely talk about decisions very often, um, it came down to Connor saving a penalty that was, in my personal opinion, um, them scoring a penalty that wasn't, in my personal opinion, and then us scoring a goal which was disallowed, which there's no opinion about. It was it was onside, mm-hmm. flat, clear, clear as day onside, and hitting the post is missing. That's 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 a fact. Doesn't matter whether you miss by an inch or miss by a millimetre, hitting the post is missing. So it, it's it's one of those where would have been lovely to get a result, but I was just very, very, very encouraged by the way that we played against a squad like that. And I think they made more subs than we had realistically available before we brought one on. Like, <laughs> look at the strength of our bench. And they were bringing players on who would walk into half, most of the teams in the top half of the league, let alone anybody else. So, yeah, all credit to the team. Can't, can't fault performance like that. Um, if we keep playing like that, we'll, we'll be absolutely fine. I'll come to you now, Connor. The first thing I want to ask you, uh, obviously, the penalty. Uh, uh, had you and Baz done the research, or uh, um, how did it come about? Well, Baz does the research, and I just do it. That's what how it goes. No, I mean Baz is. I mean, I've heard praise on Baz all season at the moment, and uh, he he came to me. He always comes to me before the game, and he. 
he says, right, well, this is where I believe he'll go. And he talked to me and he talked about Connor Chaplin, that he likes going down the middle. And he said, try and talk Connor going down the middle. So I've gone up to him and just said, right, I'm just going to let you know I'm, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand down the middle and you're going to chip it in my hands. And uh, I think it got into his head. So, and then Baz told me to dive to my left and uh, I've dived over and he, and he was one of the, wasn't the best penalty, but it still had to be served. It was one of those penalties where it can easily slip underneath the goalkeeper. And, and I, was, I was grateful that, it, you know, it didn't. So it worked out. So following on from that, um, I thought we were it. We were we were probably slightly the better side with the better chances in the first half because of uh, as something we touched on before we came on air. The high press. It, 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 we didn't play that the way that most people would have expected us to play, and I'm not going to say it's not Derek Ball, but it, you know what I'm saying. It, it surprised us all. Was that? Was that Derek's plan? We're like, they're not going to be thinking we're going to do this, so let's give it a go. Or did he just say, like, let's go out and play ten yards further up the field? What was the plan? No, the the plan was to get him. I mean, a lot of the most of the teams that have come, like the Chef Weds and and the Stokes, that have come to. We decided, right, we're going to be hard to break down, and that's what we've done. But this time, we had we had. Um, Dill that came into the team, which kind of injected a bit of pace into our team, and we realised right, well, let's get at him, let's get man for man, and then let's see if they can if they can break us down. And and I, if anything, it was probably the best performance of the season, and uh, we we played really well. Uh, you know, the the crowd was great and it was loud, and it got behind us. You know, it, it was it, it just typified typified it the that. When Dylan, I think it was like the first five minutes, he's absolutely smashed someone with, and the ball went flying. And you just heard the crowd and you just felt it was lift a little bit. And that's the kind of stuff we need at the moment. And, you know, I, I said like after after the Aki game, you know, I, I, I said that we need to be mean and horrible. And, and you know, that's the kind of place that <laughs> Ipswich don't want to go to. And, it's clearly got to him because there was a few of the players who, uh, after they scored the second penalty, after they scored the second penalty, they'd come up to me and said, "Oh, we can be, we can be mean as well. We can be mean as well." So it's clearly got to him. So you know, that's the kind of stuff we need to be doing, and it, it carry works. on doing it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Listen, I mean, the gaffer had the, he made the right decision. Oh, somebody's put that tape of fighting dogs on again. <laughs> I can't help it. They're, they're just the yappiest dogs in the world. The, um, they yeah, scored the, last time. We're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he got it right. I believe he got the tactics right. And we we got on. And uh, if anything, you know, it was, it was, I believe it was just some bad officiating that was, um, that kind of killed us off. Which will we will I will we will get to that. I mean, it's not something. It's not something that I'm a firm believer in. I'm a firm believer in your look. Try it does even itself out over the season. Uh, but that particular game was like, if you're taking that Arthur getting sent off at Accrington, and and I'm starting to think that you know maybe there is a little bit of a bias towards 
there was a you know anyway i will come to that i want to talk about i want to talk about our goal because that that was obviously off the training ground joel and beautiful to watch yeah i do actually you'll have to ask other i think because it, i wasn't too sure if it was off the training ground or a good moment of improvisation from uh Sure, because it looked like it. It looked like Lover that she scuffed the free kick. I thought I thought a little bit, but we'll we'll have to ask uh, Connor in a second. But yeah, it, it was lovely. Just I think probably worth actually mentioning that Liam Shaw. He he was in full hero mode. I thought he was absolutely unbelievable. Just kind of taking the ball in the field, beating several players, shrugging them off the ball, playing the ball around, and like yeah, I don't know maybe if it's because. Maybe just that more license to kind of get in the faces of it, which that kind of ignited a bit of a fire in, in him. Or maybe it's just because it, it felt like we were a bit under the cosh. Or maybe it was just he was a bit frustrated that he, he missed the previous game and he wanted to get at him. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a uh, it was a hell of a performance from him. The goal was really really nice. It was a really good flick over the Ipswich defence. Kieran Phillips, we all know already how good he is at kind of with his movement in behind and just sneaking off the back of defenders and getting into dangerous areas. I mean, I think, you know, one of his first games against Bristol Rovers, he he was constantly in behind their back line and he's done it again here against, you know, a really, really good side in it switch. So to get him like that and then keep his cool and, you know, it wasn't the easiest chance in the world. It was a looping ball coming down on top of him. You know, it's not, it's pretty easy to sky that or not quite get the right connection, but no, he's got it crept it under the bar so yeah really good but uh yeah Connor was it was it was that a deliberate move or a little bit of improvisation no it wasn't <laughs> deliberate move, no <laughs> no it, we we worked on we worked we always work on you know free kicks like that and put it in a good area and Donald you know he didn't put it in the best of areas but what happened was that like you say we improvised and and it worked it worked out perfectly for Kieran to get on to the end of it and, and, and put his one up. So uh, that'll never happen again then. <laughs> <laughs> it might, it might do, it might become deliberate now. Oh we never know, do you? We might we might get a few uh, teams thinking, oh we're gonna do it short and then we put it in behind. So we're keeping people guessing. <laughs> yeah it certainly worked on Saturday. So um obviously we did have um as we've already touched on uh Second half, the disallowed goal, um, which uh, somebody managed to freeze frame perfectly. Um, the ball leaving uh, the foot uh, to put Dylan through, and he was in a lovely straight line with two, two Ipswich defenders. It's not even close. So you're thinking, well, yeah, it is fine margins, and obviously it's difficult. Um, I know a couple of people said the linesman was probably a couple of yards behind play, so therefore was probably looking from the angle that thought and looked maybe looked offside. And obviously Dylan's quick, which is in situations like that, it goes against you. But I want to come, you know, as decisions go, yes, the penalty, the first penalty, Faz, no question, he's done him, and Faz sticks a leg out and he's quite entitled to go over it. The second one, Jacob definitely gets a touch. And for me, the issue is from where the ref is, I don't think he's seen he's got a touch because uh, he's on that sort of angle with looking at it from the centre circle. And um, you can see from where the camera is, he definitely gets a touch and then he falls over his leg. But I mean, uh, you know, we've we had more we had a more likely pen penalty at Accrington than that that wasn't given. Um, that's all I'll say on that one. But 
you you've got to you've got to you know uh, somebody somebody's already said they had it on good authority that we've got we've got another letter from the refs association James saying we uh, apologise for the decisions. I know we had quite a few of them last season, but I don't know if that's true or not. But um, again, letters from apology from the refs association don't get you points, Joel. No, not at all. It's it's frustrating that uh, yeah, that's kind of gone against us. I think especially especially the the, the Connolly one because I think while the, the the liner might have been a couple of yards behind play, it's it's their job to not be a couple of yards behind play, and also that you know he's got you know kind of like racing lines. <laughs> he's got you know he's got he's got aim assist on. He's got he's literally got the pel- the edge of the penalty area, yeah. giving quite a clear line. You know how they spend ages. On, uh, when they're doing the VAR decisions, drawing the lines on and trying to make sure it aligns at the pitch. Well, it was it was already there for it was already there for the line. It was to pitch the penalty area, but uh, yeah, they've managed to miss it, which is very frustrating. And and looking back, you know, Dylan Conley, it wasn't like he was running in behind at full speed like he was against Shrewsbury or against the chance for Fleetwood. Uh, you know, he was you know, he wasn't like breaking the offside trap. He was just kind of standing to the side. So it, it's frustrating that that's been missed. And then obviously the Bordeaux one, he's got a toe in it. You can see it from the camera angle. You kind of know by his reaction, I think, the fact, I think, I remember against uh, Bolton last year, uh, which is obviously the game involving Dylan again when we got denied a penalty and then Bolton equalised late on. And it was pretty much the same reaction of just kind of running straight to the ref because, you know, when something's, he he knew, uh, you know, he'd been kind of wronged in that situation. So, yeah frustrating to kind of lose out on those two but yeah like you say referee apology letters yeah they don't get your points but 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 i will point to some balance in the fact that um uh usman fain maybe got away with one in the first half to be fair because i i looking at that i was like from where where we were it was like oh <laughs> and then uh yeah he could he could have gone for that maybe but there you go i think i think i was Pretty much above it, actually. I thought. I thought yellow was about fair. And, but um, I've seen him given. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him given, haven't we? So uh, you know, and I'm just being fair because the Ipswich fans were pointing to that, and obviously the big chance for Cole, where he took it down on his chest, and they're all shouting handball and etc. Et in fairness to Cole, Cole was well due uh, a little bit of cheating because he'd had he'd been in a chokehold from Richard Keogh all game, hadn't he? So. Uh, yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Because when as soon as he did it back to Richard Keogh, Richard Keogh yeah. got two free kicks. Yeah, it, it was yeah very very poor that as well. So I'm starting to turn into Captain Paranoid now. <laughs> so let's let's move on and, and the, the positive things about it. Obviously, uh, we've given them a real good game. Um, they are probably them and Sheffield Wednesday are probably the two best sides I've seen yet because they moved it very very well in the second half. Um, some fans were saying, oh, we sat back too deep in the second half. And I don't believe that for a minute. I think it was more them getting a rocket up the backsides at half time and coming out and saying, right, OK, we have to step it up a gear here because we're not quite as good as we should be to beat a team like Morecambe. Um, I don't know anybody else's thoughts on that. James? Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought they came out and they they they, they went for it. Um, and they came out and they went for it knowing full well that um, the, the the lads who did all the hard running would be get, getting replaced 15 or 20 minutes in by a, a, you know a fantastic array of attacking options that sit behind them. Um, so so yeah, they could they they could they could they could literally come out and throw throw everything down on the field because um, because they knew that something were going to come off. 
again, it's just one of those things. It's football. Um, I, I don't think we, we we played badly at any point in that game, and I equally don't think you can point to any individuals and and um, and and say that an individual made a mistake when you're under that much pressure because you've got a very good very good team um, attacking you. So yeah, I, they played well um, and they scored probably the, the goals they deserved. Unfortunately, we scored a goal. And the only thing I'll say on the referee conversation um, is that the, the, the sooner that, that League One and League Two get professional um, professional officials, the better. Um, it's a nonsense that a game that it has so much stakes in it and so many important decisions um, need to be made that people are, people are doing that job and then have to go do a day job Monday to Friday. Um, there's enough money in, in, in the football pyramid to, to, to pay for professional officials. Um, I don't want VAR. VAR would just like be an absolute nonsense as it's proven to be in the Premier League. Um, but professional officials would, would really make a difference at this level. And that's not to criticise anybody for Saturday. That's just a fact. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't expect you to criticise anybody. But Monday to Friday, he trains guide dogs, that ref. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that might be true. Some of it might not. I don't know. But I can see it. So there you go. I've said it. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Uh, Connor. So we've had we, we've had the glory of the first penalty. I have to come to the second penalty because if you're thinking Connor Chaplin's taking it, you're thinking, "Oh, I've cracked this," and then you see somebody else is taking it. What was your thoughts then? Because you got a hand to it. Yeah, well, no, I actually didn't get a hand on it. It was past me before I knew it. To be honest, the um, yeah, he, he, I think he, he struck it well. He struck it well, and he and he sh- and again, Baz got it right. Got the um, got the uh, penalty right, and. You know, it, it just beat me by pure power, if anything. So, you know, it, it, one of those ones where I have saved two penalties in one game before, but I was I was thinking, surely, surely to God, lightning can't strike twice. Well, well I was hoping it would, but it, but it didn't. But, yeah, when I saw... Who was who was the one who took it? Was it Evan? I think it was Evans, yeah. It was Evans, yeah. And, and I, I, if I'm going to be honest, I thought Evans was outrageously good that game. I thought he dictated the the the, uh, the midfield so well, and he was a he was a threat every every time really he got the ball. So you know when he came up to the penalty, I was thinking, right, I'm going to have to be on the ball here. But when he hit it, it was past me before I before I knew it. So uh, you know, credit to him. He, he it was a good penalty, but it wasn't a penalty. I, I I could see it complete. I could see it all the way, and uh, Badu, Jacob got a touch on it, and he didn't actually. He was about half a yard away from him, from even touching him. And uh, he uh, who was who went down? It was was it Caden Jackson? Jackson, yeah. That's yeah. Jackson, yeah. Jackson went down, and he even said to us, "Didn't even touch me, didn't even touch me." And it was well, you, you're on the pitch, and you're kind of like you're saying to them, to the referee, ref, he's just literally said he hasn't touched me. Yeah. And and that referee, listen, I've, I've been in some hot water at the moment with speaking about referees and officials, so I can't really say too much, but... But... But <laughs> I will say something. The, the, I believe, I just think, so sometimes referees have to have a bit of humility about themselves and, and, and realise that they were wrong. And for me, there's I, I always believe that if a referee is wrong and after the match he, he realises, I shouldn't have given that, or oh, it was a, such a big, because it was, it was such a big decision, they have to come out and, and say something. 
they should be coming out and saying, listen, I was wrong and be reprimanded for it because we have to do it as players. Yeah. If we do something and we do something bad, we have to come out and, and explain the reason why we've done it or, or, or apologise. But these don't and, and they get a lot of, and I get it, it's a really, it's a really difficult job for them to officiate a, a, a game at that magnitude. But like you say, we've, we had an offside, which wasn't an offside. You know, we say it's fine margins, but he's about a yard onside. And it's, 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 it's frustrating as a player when you've worked really hard. You've just, I've just saved a penalty. I'm thinking, right, we're still in it. And we've, we scored literally a couple of minutes after saving that penalty, got wiped off and then they get a penalty again. And it's just like, it's really, it's really frustrating to, be, to say the least. So, you know what? We, we've just got to dust ourselves off and, and go again because hopefully, like you say, the luck will turn and, and hopefully it turns pretty uh, quick. Well, just, just, just say something on that. I, I, think, I think we've had a debt to pay since um, the last Wembley game. And I reckon we've paid it now. <laughs> well, about, yeah. about 10 times over. Yeah, I think, I think and, and I, I, I like you, Freeze. I'm a great believer in the, the fact that luck um, averages out over time. And it does. It absolutely does. There's no argument with the fact that it does. It just depends on which time. But I think I think that debt's paid now. I think if we can if we can collectively stick a pin in that particular Jonah <laughs> and say that the, the Wembley debt is paid, um, then it, we might just get a, get a couple of couple of decisions going our way over the next few weeks. Yeah, I concur with that because, like I say, we, <laughs> we we've not had much go our way, and it was a frustrating game from a point of view of there were what appeared to be two or three little niggly fouls that he let Ipswich get away with. And then we tried the niggly foul a minute later and he gave it. And that happened on about two or three occasions where pe people in the barter card were like, well, what's the difference? You know, and they but, were right because it was just like the difference was we didn't go down and they did. And that was well, basically it. Like you said, you know, Keogh had, had um, stalkers in a head headlock for about 80 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, it was it was really frustrating for me to kick to him, and realizing that my, my striker's getting chalked out. It's like, yeah, you know. And then when when it when the tables turn, and and soccer starts being you know being a little bit nasty or getting it get thrown his way about, it's a free kick. Yeah. And again, that I could see the frustration. And to be honest, I was getting frustrated on the pitch, and, and you know like. I, I mean, I, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of football, and then being in the stands and you're seeing it, and you just think, "Oh my god!" Like seriously, it, this is you, you're taking the mick out of us now. And then you know, they're like little fouls in the middle, and, and like the the linesmen's were, were were taking forever to to decide whether it was going to be their throwing or our throwing. And it's just like, come on, you know, let's let's be just be even, just be fair on the pitch, really. I sound like I sound like I've probably thrown me, me uh, toys out my pram, haven't I? But it's, it's just really frustrating sometimes. Even like the Aki game, that really frustrated me because I don't. I in honest, in my honest opinion, I could see it from a different view. I, I just didn't see Arthur's not that player. He ain't going in trying to hurt someone. You know, putting their elbow up. He's got to jump with protecting himself. He ain't going to go in with his hands beside his beside his um. Self. You, can't, you can't jump. 
No, yeah, you can't. Like that. <laughs> Arthur, oh, yeah. Arthur's not a salmon or a pogo stick. No, <laughs> it's just it's so frustrating. Then you try and talk to the referees, and and you know they're just some of them can be very arrogant, and and you've just got to walk away at that point. It, it's a fair point you make there because obviously the referees, and I've spoken to many many referees assessors over the years, and uh, spoken to many of them after the game, the assessors. And they've said, oh, yeah, we, we will have a debrief with them and we will be telling them what was wrong. So they do do that and they do get pulled up for it. And it does depend where they officiate the week after. Sometimes they drop them down a league, sometimes they rest them. But the point you're making, Connor, is we don't get to hear that and we don't get to know about it. And that's what should happen. Yeah. Because no, everybody, everybody else is accountable, as you've said. The referees' assessors that you get to meet at these games, they're always really sensible Yes. pragmatic people yes. they're always really nice to have a chat with yeah. and they often say something you know on a personal level that, that gives you just that little bit of comfort but when the emails come round to say so we've, we've had a letter of apology I, I don't even open them they just get deleted because it's it, it's it's the most worthless thing in the world it, it doesn't do anything <laughs> it, at, at that point it doesn't do anything for us it's like oh well oh we'll cheers for that we're still well, we're still three points down yeah exactly. it, it, it's like it doesn't do anything. It's one of those ones where, you know, we've lost points. That Ipswich game was massive. And if we, if Dylan's goal stand stood, it was 2-1. And you know what? I believe in ourselves that we could have held out and we could have won that game. Yeah. And again, same at Aki. We could have, if 11 men, I believe we could have got something out of that, out of that game. And because of, some, I believe, again, some bad officiating results. We decisions. I mean, we doubt. We we have no points out of six. So it's it's again. It's it's just frustrating. I, I can feel the frustration through the fans as well, and the fans getting annoyed. But it's it's still it's reciprocated because all the boys in the in the uh, team can. We're we're also annoyed and frustrated. But you know, we've got to as professionals, we've just got to move on from it now. Well, just to, to sort of wind up on the Ipswich thing, there was um, there was a kind of, as you'd expect, a fairly muted reaction at the final whistle. But it wasn't without wasn't without you know the crowd acknowledging the effort that the players had put in. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, you could see that they appreciated it. Yeah, you could see that the fans appreciated the hard work, the 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 way we played. And they, we all know that we deserve something out of that game. Now, that's what that's what you want from us as players, and that's what you know we're, we're trying to deliver. So, you know, I turned around straight after, and I saw the whole. The, there wasn't many people leaving; they were waiting for us, and they were waiting to clap for us. And that's the kind of stuff we need. We, you know, as as players, we get where we're at. You know, we're bottom of the league, but. It's not no from 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 we've we you know we're not it's not like we're not trying we, we there's some bad games but there's some bad decisions that have gone away and I get it I'm not trying to make excuses but you know the fans understand that and after that Ipswich game you know the fans were magnificent they 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 stood they st stood by us all game they were singing clapping cheering every every tackle every good pass every. Uh, you know what we were doing right, and you know what we ne <laughs> we nearly got there, but 
it's one of those things that, you know, when we do start coming against Athletic, we've got Barnsley next home game. You know, that's another huge, huge club with big resources that we uh, have to overcome. So turning out, turning it to, to the sort of positives then, uh, and obviously the reason really that we've sort of done what we're doing on the podcast now, um, it's an important time for all of us, club, fans, players, uh, backroom staff, to really sort of, you know, we're not out of it yet. As and, and I think it was you pointed out, James, there's 34, 33 games to go. So, you know, there's a long, long, long way. And it only takes a run of three or four and confidence builds. We get people back from injuries, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe it was darkest just before the dawn on Saturday with us doing what we've done. But there was definitely a spark there. And I, having spoke, spoken to people since then, uh, particularly a couple of lads last night and a load of lads on Monday night, they were a lot happier saying, well, if we play like that against, insert next teams here, Burton, Barnsley, etc., Joel, we, you know, we've got to carry that on, haven't we? And make your own look. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the level of performance against Ipswich on Saturday was, was incredibly high. And through a bit of bad luck, through obviously some officiating and just the fact that Ipswich are a really, really good side, and you can, you can, you know, you know how you, we all know how football goes. You can play fantastically and lose. You can play crap and win, and that's how it goes sometimes. But generally, if you over a sustained period of time keep playing well, the results are more likely to come. And we did play well against Ipswich. We've got, we are playing, and you know, you can't argue that Burton are a weaker side than Ipswich. That's no reason to underestimate them, obviously, but. You know, we're not going to face as many as good as Ipswich throughout the season. So if we can kind of keep that level of performance going, I think it's, you know, those levels of performances, they they spark a bit in the in the fans, you know, and, you know, the fans then show their appreciation. Obviously, Connor spoke about, you know, the, the players feel that appreciation. It just kind of builds that bit of positive momentum. You know, I think if, if I look back to the uh, the, the promotion season, for me, one of the turning points was the defeat away at Salford because it was a really good performance. I think tactically Derek spotted a few things that he wanted to keep going with despite the fact that we lost the game. I know it's a bit different because there weren't fans in there, but you know, you see the level of performance, you say, right, okay, the result didn't go our way, but if we keep playing like that, then they, they probably will start going our way and hopefully that can start with Burton. And uh, it's funny, all these... All these years later, we end up signing Ash Hunter, who uh, scored those two worldies against. Oh yeah, That's yeah strangely, unbelievable goals, so, those, weren't they? Looking at looking ahead to the to the game on Saturday, um, Burton, um, Dino Mamry has just taken over, and they've seen an upturn in performances. They've seen an upturn. Dino Mamry will have them uh, combative for every ball because that's how he played. Uh, when he played for Southport in the in the conference and whatever year against Morecambe, he was exactly the same sort of player as he is a manager. He's up and at him. Uh, he'll play. He'll probably play a very high line at the back, confident in a sweeper keeper, and just pressure, 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 pressure. Um, so it's going to be a difficult game. But Burton are in exactly the same predicament as as us, James. Uh, and it, it is important. We've done the Forest Green thing. We've drawn against Fleetwood. We've drawn against Shrewsbury. It's important to pick up teams in. Yes, there isn't a mini league, but you look at it and think we've got to do, we've got to pick up teams, got to pick up points somewhere, and surely they're the ones we, that are important. Yeah, yeah, hugely so. Um, 
and there's not a massive gulf between Burton and Morecambe as, as clubs either um, from, from an infrastructure or scale or a, or a, a, a sort of a potential perspective. Um, I think it's, what, what, what's interesting for me, and if you, if you think you know, like that comment, it's, it's the night is darkest before the dawn. It was a damn sight darker immediately after the game before um, the, the second Burton fixture last season. We just got humped by Wigan. We got absolutely humped by by Chef by uh, Shrewsbury the game before, and at that point we really were giving up. Like you know, there was there was a genuine sense of oh my gosh, we're staring down the barrel here. Um, and it just so happened that with Burton we played all the home fixture, and then we got three out of the next five, um, and it, it, it made it made a massive difference. You said it, Freeze. We've got we've only had twelve games. We've got we've got oodles of football left to play. We've we've had a ludicrous injury list on a small squad with a lot of a lot of midweek fixtures. Where we are right now is not indicative of where we can expect to be in a few months' time, and that's just a fact. So uh, so yeah, go to Burton and um, and try to come away with the three points, and hopefully have at least one more player available, which would be nice. Um, but if it's the same same lads and they can put the same shift we put in last Saturday, then absolutely believe we can get a result of it. So, yeah, looking at looking at the 16 who uh, who did the damnedest last week, Connor, what was it like in the dressing room when you came off? Because everybody must have been A, knackered, and B, a bit crestfallen. Yeah. Uh, to be to be fair to the boys, you know, the fitness levels are high, are high at Morecambe. You know, Derek really put us through our paces in uh, pre-season. So, um you know the fitness levels aren't really a problem. Uh, granted, you know we've got we've had Saturday Saturday games, which which is a big help instead of having Saturday Tuesday. Because if it was Saturday Tuesday, it would be it'd be a difficult difficult ride for us because you know we don't have the the luxury of, of of changing six seven players in the team. So you know we weren't that tired, but. We we were just I think we were disappointed. We were just disappointed with with what happened on the pitch. It was we weren't disappointed how we played, and you know we we the lads we were talking, you know we were going to shower, we were talking, and the lads were saying, "Listen, if we play like that, we have got nothing to worry about because mm-hmm. that's the way we should be playing." And 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 you know I'll always say it's always my opinion because I don't want to you know throw people in, in under the bus but in my opinion this is why a, a Morecambe team should be playing we should be playing with intensity we should be playing with grit we should be playing with everything that is going to get us through a game and win us a game and get get three points so we are taking the positives out of the Ipswich game and you know we've got Burton away it is a huge game we're not we're not denying that it's a big game and um Burton will have will have it in their eyes that they they need to win it as well. So so it's one of those ones where it could be one of those games where it's a bit of a chess game. You know, it would be a bit bit defensive, or we could all just go all out like we did against Ipswich, and and we've got nothing to lose. We are we can't go any lower. All we can do is go up. So just go for it. That that's that's what what we're thinking. And that's what the boys are thinking. We've just got to go for it. We've got to get the points on the board now. You know, 12 games, it's nothing. It's nothing. We've got 46 games in this season. Yeah. And we've yeah. got plenty of time, as James was saying. We've got plenty of time. We've got 
Um, but we do not need people to be thinking, oh my God, this is it, this is it, this is the end. Because it isn't, it really isn't. It, it's all it takes is a little run and next thing you know, we're, we're 15. Because I, th- I think we're only six points from, from 17th or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those ones where you think, if you're mid-table and you look at the, um, the playoff, you're like, oh my God, we're only six points away from playoffs. So you've got to think of it that way. You know, we're bottom. We're only, we're only six points from from seventeenth, sixteenth. It's it's nothing. It's nothing at this moment in time. Four wins from the playoffs. There you go. <laughs> there, there you go. Four wins from the playoffs, and then next thing you know, we get promoted. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it. <laughs> um, now I tell you what, if that happens. I will definitely buy you a pint. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a few people who probably buy me a pint as well. So <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you a bloody beer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, looking at it, uh, we've got obviously we've got Burton and then we've got Barnsley, and then we've got Wickham away, and, and probably Wickham, Wickham at the moment probably underperforming for what's expected of them. Uh, Barnsley, a bit of an unknown quantity at the moment because they obviously changed the manager and uh, swapped the squad a lot uh, and probably not set the world alight like they thought they were going to and they've got quite a big budget, as, as has already been said, Joel. Yeah, although they do have Adam Phillips now, so... Uh, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> that'll be interesting. I, I mean, I'm kind of curious. I mean, obviously, I don't want him to score, but if he does score, I'm quite... Because he, 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 he does enjoy uh, giving a shush to the uh, the opposition fans, but surely, surely he shouldn't do that to Morgan fans. Come on. Yeah, if he if he scores, if he scores, I'd do it. You just cursed us now, haven't you? I I know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, that's my bad. So when uh, yeah, any rockets it in from twenty five (laughs) yards, I I, yeah, (laughs) don't come for me, please. But uh, no, yeah, you know, they ultimately, you you know, you would have pitted it, which is a harder game than uh, say Cambridge the other week, but. We look much more likely, uh, you know, to win against it, which than we did against Cambridge. So you never know how these how these games are going to turn out, especially against somebody like Burton on on Saturday, who have been rubbish and now a bit better, uh, creating quite a lot of chances, which is quite weird, but also been very very leaky at the back. So it's got nil nil written all over. Yeah, exactly. Got nil, nil. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing with them, I think the, the stereotype about Burton over the past few years under. Under Hasselbank with Marmaria as his assistant, is that they were kind of grisly hard to beat, but kind of ground out a few one nils. And I remember seeing a few Burton fans saying going into this season that they were worried about where the hell they're going to score some goals. And I think they they signed they've got barely got any strikers as well. But yeah, they they seem to be creating a lot, but also uh, very very leaky. So hopefully we can you know keep up that same level of performance against Ipswich as we did it from Ipswich because. If we're playing, you know, Burton and then Barnsley and Wickham, and obviously Barnsley and Wickham are nominally a bit better than Burton, you know, we'll give all those teams troubles and hopefully get a f- get you know get a few a few wins from that little run of games. And uh, just a, a little a little chat now about um, a, 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 I'm not saying a renaissance, but certainly the green shoots of recovery coming from Cole. I thought we thought we thought Cole did really well on his 20 minutes against Accrington, considering we had 10 men. And I, I thought it was, and I mentioned it last week, I thought it was really, really clever thinking from Derek to go, uh, obviously, 4-3-2 at Accrington and try and get something. And we got the equaliser through being brave, 
I'm playing 4 3 2 up front. And Cole looked back to his old self. Now, obviously, we've discussed the Richard Keogh moments, um, you know. But again, Cole, he looked frustrated. But again, he, he showed he's probably coming back to, I don't know, I don't know if I'm right to say this or not, Connor, to be honest, but he looks like he might have got over his sulk and started bothering again. James? I won't comment on that last word you used there, <laughs> David. Um uh, but oh, I, got yeah, I, thought, I thought he played well on Saturday. I genuinely, yeah. I, I thought he played really well on Saturday. I thought he 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 he, he got out um, and did exactly what was required of him. Um, I actually think he's had a couple of moments in the last couple of games. Um, he, he was good when he came on against Aki, um, and a goal is coming, no 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 doubt at all. Um, so so yeah, uh, it, it's good. It's really really good to see. But I also think it's great that you know you you've got two spikers but for all of our injury woes and for all of our concerns. You know, what, what do most teams lack? They, they, they lack good, good options at, at striker and good options at goalkeeper. And we, we happen to have those two positions quite nicely covered. Um, we just got a lot of injuries in between. But yeah, we got two strikers. And I think um, if, if Cole can, if Cole can, can um, sort of match and compete with, um, um, with, with, his, with his, his, his man on the other side, then yeah, we're in a good position. Well, it's funny because bearing in mind when Connor came on, at the start of the season, if we are short of strikers, we've got another keeper who can go. Yeah. Connor can go up front. <laughs> well, I might have lost a yard of pace here and there, but I could I could certainly uh, whip a ball in the top bin. Just not but according think, to your dad. No, no, no. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm as quick as my dad, like. But you know the. Um, yeah, but yeah, your dad's crapping nets. So. Yeah, that's exactly exactly. So who's the real winner? <laughs> no, but Cole, yeah, Cole has been. He's he's done really well. I, I can I can sympathise with him in a way, and you've got to realise that. And this is no disrespect to anyone or, or Morgan or, or anyone. Cole has just had a, probably one of the best seasons of his life. It's a very short career being a footballer, and. Granted, everyone says you've got to be loyal to you've got to be loyal to your clubs and, and stuff like that. Ultimately, if there's another team offering him three and a half, four grand a week, you know it's going to be very hard for him to turn down. And I believe Cole, yes, he's 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 had to handle it in a way where he has to be professional. Now, the past few games, I believe we've had the the Cole Stockton of last season. Yeah, I agree. And you've got to sympathise with him. You've really got to think of the bigger picture. And you know what? He didn't get what he wanted. He wanted the move and he didn't get it. But bloody hell, he's, he's in training and he's working hard in training and he's he's working hard for us on the pitch. And that's all we can really ask of him. So, you know, as his mate and as a teammate, you know, I, I think he's he's done really well the, in these past few weeks. Yeah, I agree. That's why I mentioned it because he's just like he looks the definite green shoots of recovery. He's starting to look like the old Cole again because uh, he's getting stuck in. He's putting himself about, and he had that chance on Saturday, which obviously just crept past the post, but could have easily, you know, uh, if he keeps getting those and creating those, and he created that one himself. If he yeah. keeps doing that, then one sooner or later one's going to go in, and when okay. also. But when all said and done, he, he did he did create 
the you know he put the centre half under pressure at Accrington, so he chipped his own keeper. If he wasn't, if we'd only played one up front, that wouldn't have happened. So it was all from, it was all from the kick. The Accrington <laughs> lovely trajectory. We won't, we won't we won't mention that, but you know, well, Cole's, <laughs> Cole's, Cole's pressure got the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, your kicks that day at Aki, your kicks were bouncing in the D, and their keeper was catching them in the six-yard box. And as we know, you can't be offside from a goal kick. And I was mm. screaming at Cole, stand in the D, because it was well, 15 yards behind well, the halves. But I did I, I did tell him that. I, we, we did talk about it, but, you know, ever since the uh, the Bristol Bristol Rovers game, my, my quad hasn't been the exact same. You know, I've had a lot of problems with my quad. Uh, I've actually got, a, you know, I've had a grade two. I've been playing on a, a grade two tear in my quad. And I've got, and I've actually got a deformity in my quad now, so it's one of those ones where I got absolutely muddled against Bristol Rovers, and it was one of those ones where we, I didn't really know I could kick it that far anymore in in, in Aki in the Aki game, and you know eventually we got the goal from the kick, so you know it, it, my my leg might be back, it might be all well, right now. Does that count as an assist then? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm claiming it as an assist. <laughs> so it's up, it's up to you if you want to give me it. But I'll, I'll take the assist. <laughs> well, no, that's, why, that's why I mentioned it. I think it's only fair. You know. <laughs> no. I, listen, in all jokes aside, like you say, we were on about Cole. If Cole didn't make that run or make that pressure, we wouldn't have scored the goal. So you've got to give him credit. You've got... Over the past few weeks, you've got to give that man credit. He's gone through a lot this season, and you know what? He's he's booked him booked his ideas up, and he's and he's and he's raring to go. And you know, you could and I, I think you could really see it against Ipswich. You know, he's a big lad, and he's 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 hard to handle. And he's you can see his confidence is growing, even in training. He's 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 pulling off some strikes where you just think, bloody hell, that was some shot. So his confidence is coming back, and. I, I really believe that all he needs is one, like a little tapping to get that goal, you know, to get the, the juices going. He's like, right, I've got a goal, let's go. And I think that's that's coming. That really is coming. Well, that's that's really nice to hear. And that's that's why I wanted to mention it, because I wanted to get your take on it. Uh, you know, and I know I know you wouldn't comment on me saying what I said, James, but it, it's what everybody's saying, you know, that Cole looks like he's coming back. He's great. So well, it's probably also uh, worth pointing out he, he didn't play for six weeks, so that yeah. that that's gonna take <coughs> me, sorry, that's gonna you know make you a bit rusty regardless. Yeah, um, it is, you're right. Yeah, and then we'll finish take some time to catch up. But when Connor was talking then and Connor said, you know, Cole's a big lad, the my mental picture was you and him on a night out thinking, Christ, I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, you don't want to see me on the night out. And I don't want to say you actually, you know, Cole, you know, I don't know. I, I think you'd be the talker and Cole would be the muscle. Is that right? <laughs> no, listen, I'm, it's all love around here. Cole, Cole, <laughs> Cole, we're all we're all just big cuddly teddy bears around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Well, to be actually, what I would quite like to see is uh, talking with Connor going up front. I would quite like to see uh, Richard Keogh attempting to put Connor in there. In a headlock. <laughs> all my, I'm using all my jujitsu skills to, to get him back in the headlock. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I do. 
<laughs> yeah, that that's instant free kick, I have to say, but it'd be worth it'd be worth straight yellow, that. Yeah, well it should be. It should be, but you know, I think I'll get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> so um I want to I want to wrap up with and we said we said we'll start we're calling this the rallying call. So uh you know, we're all, you know, two of us Morecambe fans, one's on the board, one's a Morecambe player. Let's finish it by by being positive and saying right okay, what we expect from the next few games and what we're hoping for, Joel. Yeah, I think continuation of Ipswich we've shown even with a massive amount of injuries the kind of levels that this this side can play to and, it, and it's really good we deserve at least a point against I would probably you could probably argue the best side in the division and through a bit of bad luck through officiating really we we missed out on that but I think as the crowd acknowledged you take heart from that performance and obviously you can't play amazingly every game but if we can kind of replicate those kind of levels over the next few weeks especially starting at Burton and as we you know as we kind of move into into the winter period a bit more you know I think we can definitely be confident that we will see a few results I think hopefully there'll be a decent little following at Burton uh, it's, it's a little bit of a trip but it's not the longest uh, away trip we'll do all season so hopefully there should be a good few coming down and then yeah let's get into them like Connor said earlier just you know bit of intensity have a go at them put them on the back foot and yeah hopefully get a few wins keep get the crowd happy good atmosphere let's do it James I I want us to collectively show that defiance that means that Morecambe has never been relegated I want us to collectively um show that same spirit that that stops anybody writing us off at any point in any season um, I don't mind people offering their opinions. I absolutely encourage it. And actually, when people shout down other people's opinions, whether they're positive or negative, it really annoys me because you know we're very lucky to live in a country where you can say what you like, um, and and that that should that should continue. But I do think that when it comes to Saturday afternoons and Tuesday evenings, um, the more people who are behind this team, um, the more likely they are to play well. And I absolutely believe that an average team will beat a technically better team if they believe in themselves and if they've got strong morale and if they've got fans behind them. And so, yeah, I just think collectively we've got to show some defiance. We've got to almost tap back into Old Morecambe and, and tap back into that same that same spirit that, that, that kept us going, even though we were always favourites to be relegated from the 92. Um, so, yeah, collective defiance, if we can show that over the course of the next five games, we'll get three results. I think there's a there's an old, old saying uh, and it and it, it it works in every workplace and it's uh, hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. So yeah, absolutely. And the other the other the other, the other truth is that you can't beat someone who doesn't give up. You just can't. You know, if there's time left, the person who doesn't give up wins. That's just a fact. And yeah. whatever small success I've had in my life, as at least a part of it has come from never ever giving up. So yeah, we're long. We've got a long long way to go. Collective defiance. Let's 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 tap back into the old Morecambe spirit and, and and let's show everybody what we're made of. It's it's a bit like what's going on uh, going on in the big wide world at the moment, Connor. In the fact that um, people are, are now, you know, going back to the old collective unions and and actually standing the ground against their employers and getting you know the nurses and BT and Royal Mail and um, 
obviously uh, Aslef, etc., etc. All these people who uh, firemen not had a pay rise for so many years and standing collectively like, no, hang on, enough is enough. And it's that sort of spirit that you, you you're going to try and harness, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, he's probably just hit the nail on the head there. It's if I could sum Morecambe up as it is, it's it's a family, it's a family orientated club, and you wouldn't believe what the players get by the fans showing up to the team to a game, you know, with. With a jump, a ramp, just a rammed Mazuma Stadium will just lift us that little bit more. And I know we've got the fans there, and the fans have been absolutely amazing through this this whole season. Been absolutely amazing. Granted, we haven't won a lot. We haven't won as many games as we want to, uh, but they've been there for us, and they've they've never stopped supporting us. And that is something that you know we we as players can't thank enough and we're trying to reciprocate it on the pitch you know the Ipswich game we are we you know we're, we're fighting for everything the chef web game we're fighting for everything you know it's we we're trying our best and all we expect it and i'm well i'm guessing that's all the fans expect they want full commitment 100 percent you know, great determination, and you know, I really do believe that we can turn the uh, turn the tide in, in this season because I, I really do believe we can get a little run going, and then next thing you know, you know, no, we we have to build on that, and you know, people coming down to Burton, and I I get it, like you say, times are hard at the moment, you know, people with inflation and everything, and traveling down to Burton, getting tickets. You know, if people are staying over, or if, let's say we've got to play against Plymouth away, people will have to stay over or get the bus and, and travel and all that. And when we see you there, we understand that. We really do understand that. And we appreciate it 100%. And, you know, as, as the club captain, I couldn't thank the uh, fans enough, really. And all I'm going to say is I'm going to go back to what, what Joel said before, something that stuck in my mind. We we can't play like we against Ipswich every week, but you said sometimes you get a crap one nil. I'll take that. <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> because <laughs> that, that would mean, as James has already said, and I said, that you know, we've paid our we've paid our debts this season and it's about time we got a little bit of luck. And I, hopefully it's starting Saturday. Uh, yeah. I really do think yeah. that. I I I really do believe it it will change. You know, our our luck will change, you know. They always say when you're down at the bottom, things just don't go for you. But eventually, they'll have to. It has to. Yeah. Now, you never know. Saturday, it could be nil-nil, and then boom, we've got a penalty last minute, and it wasn't a penalty. Something like something daft like that. That's something that we just need. And then next thing you know, we just build on it, and we just carry on building on it. And you know, I honestly believe. We have the ability and we have the infrastructure to to uh, to stay up in this league. And you know, I've played League One for the majority of my of my career, and I'm going to say that this is probably the hardest league, well, hardest time for a League One uh, team. It's the, the the teams that are in it uh, are insane. The, the, they they shouldn't be in it. Basically, you know, the Chef Webs, Ipswich, Derby, they shouldn't be in in League One. 
no. Portsmouth, Charlton, you know, Charlton, the humongous teams. And you've got to realise that Morecambe, um, they are they are fighting above the weight. That you know that they, they we are doing extremely well to even be in League One. Now, I'm not saying that's an excuse, but you've got to keep that in mind that you know we don't have the infrastructures like the Sheffweds, the Charltons, the Ipswich, the Derbys, but we are giving every one of them a fight for the you know a run for the money. And this is where we've got to start, you know, staying together because it, it can get to that point where, you know, people might start saying, oh, well, you know, we're losing here and there. But this is where you've got to have the fans, the players, the backroom staff. We've all got to stick together, all got to get through this tough time in the season and we'll just move on from it. And I really do believe we can uh, turn it. And and if you'd have said to me, over the past couple of seasons, uh, if you'd have said to me in October, oh, don't worry, because come January, you'll have third round of the FA Cup at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea. And then the season after, it's all right, you'll have uh, you'll have third round of the FA Cup at Spurs' new ground. I'd have left you out now. So that's something to look forward to, because we've got cup luck, surely. <laughs> well, I hope so. You know, we, we've got we've got MK Dons in the Carabao Cup, you know, it didn't go very well for us last time we played them, but you know it's. Uh, I think that was just a freak game. That was just one of them freak games where we, you know, I believe we can we can do them. And then I think that we'll go into the third round after that. And then you know the FA Cup. You know we always want a good run, a cup run. A good cup run really does inject a bit of money into the club, and that's what we're looking for. We're trying to get another FA Cup round three or even four. And we want that big team. You know, I've, I've I've been in it. I've played Man City. I've played Man United. I've played big teams. Man United at Old Trafford when I when I was at Burton. And granted, you know, the, the scoreline wasn't the best. But we... Uh, we don't want to out, talk about that. <laughs> it was a 4-1 loss. But, you know, we done really well. <laughs> hey, at least you scored. <laughs> we scored. Yeah, we scored. But you know what it was? It's like when the fans go there, like you're saying, you know, you went to Chelsea, you went to uh, Spurs New Ground. It's yeah. something that the fans are like, they'll never forget that. They'll never forget that. And we're trying to do the same this season. We want to get a big team. We want to reciprocate what's happened in the past two seasons. So, you know, for me, the cup runs are, big, are a big one as well. And on that note, I think we can say amen to that. Uh, Connor, thanks for being on. James, thanks for your input as always. Joel, um, it's going to be going to be an interesting few weeks, I feel. And uh, hopefully people listening to this, most of the people listening to this are fairly positive anyway. And uh, uh, But somebody accused me the other week of being, you, you know, you, you're eternally cheerful. And I was like, and I had to point out to her, I went, I know, I know you think it's life and death because Bill Shankly told you that, but it isn't. <laughs> There's a lot more important things than football. And you have to, it's it's yes, I know that come Saturday at five o'clock, if we won, I can have a better weekend. As I'm sure you can, Connor, and you, James, and you, Joel, and everybody listening. But get you know, get over it. There is another the great thing about football is no matter how crap you are, there's another game coming up and you've got a chance to put that right, haven't yeah. you? And that's, that's the beauty.
plenty of it. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And you're only as crap as your last game. You're only as good as your last game. And that is the beauty of the game. And that's why we watch it. So thank you for listening or watching on YouTube. Thanks to Connor. Thanks to James. Joel, thanks for all your hard work as normal. Join us next week when we'll talk about uh, Connor's goal kick that bounces over everybody's head and flies in and we make Burton 1-0 in the last minute. You heard it here first. This is... <laughs> This, this has been Shrimp Net. I'm not on drugs. Join us next week.